Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, welcome, friends. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. And uh, yesterday, <laughs> we uh, talked about... And I wanted to prove something to you because I don't like saying things that I can't prove. And yesterday I talked about the toast that uh, we do with Gregory Booker Wells uh, whenever we happen to imbibe in adult beverages together. And we did a demonstration of that toast and put it on the Bowerly on WBEN uh, Facebook page uh, to prove that it rolls exactly like we said uh, it, it rolled. It's a unique toast. It is an original toast. And uh, no, we we weren't trying to um, harmonize. We weren't trying to carry a tune. As a couple of people said, well, at least one of you can carry a tune. I was unaware that I was auditioning for Brian Wilson and the Pet Sounds album when we were doing a, a 10-second video from a noisy bar. But uh, okay, all right, whatever. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you can check that out, the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. Uh, also, the uh, letter that I got, the email from National Fuel Gas, and I hope at some point we're able to bring the representative from National Fuel Gas on the program to talk about this whole idea, which so many of you have uh, been very upset about, and that is to do away with natural gas furnaces, stoves, appliances in favor of all electric. And one of the fears that I think we should have is that as time moves on, people forget. For example, September 11th, 2022 was not the same as September 11th, 2003, because the acute pain of something goes away and you forget. And I'm afraid that people are going to forget how horrible it was during the blizzard of 22, and they're going to just buy into this, no more gas, no more, gas is evil uh, in favor of all electric, and then a few years from that happening, there's going to be some big storm again, and we're going to have even more people dying inside their homes. And that is, to me, one of the uh, most tragic aspects of the blizzard of 22. Not just the number of people who died, but the number of people who died inside their homes. You would think that people would be safe without, you know, with having shelter from the storm. I can steal a Bob Dylan song, but uh, they, they weren't. And the fact is, 
and we talked about this actually during the blizzard of 22. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that if you have a house temperature of 58, 59, 60 degrees, that can actually be a life-threatening situation for senior citizens who don't have the right nutrition, who don't have the right clothes, and who don't have a lot of body fat, or as they call it, adipose tissue. It's a big, uh, it, it's a big issue. And I, I did not realize that 58 or 60 degrees could actually be a life-threatening situation for a senior citizen. I thought you might have to get down into the 40s or the 30s, but uh, I was I was way off. But uh, that's the advantage of putting a doctor on the show. So I uh, got myself in a conversation today before work, and uh, I thought to myself, okay, we need to do this as a topic. And we have done variations of it before. But we really need to examine this because the work ethic in America, I, I must ask you the question, is the work ethic in America dead? Do your kids believe in the work ethic? You know, the great old American rags to riches story. You start out from nothing, you work hard, and you build yourself into something, and you're able to leave a bit of a legacy for your family. Is that a dead dream? Do people even want to do the requisite work to make that happen? So I'm in the drugstore today, um, and like uh, a lot of people, there are certain things that I have to take every day, like uh, blood pressure stuff, heart stuff. And just, just to really sound old, today I had to pick up the medicine for the gout, the allopurinol. had to pick that up. So... This lady walks in, and she was not happy because there were about mm, four of us in line ahead of her. And she said, I don't know why my mother chooses this pharmacy. There's always a line. They don't have the drive through window open anymore. I have to get out of the car. And I decided to explore this conversation a little bit further because I wanted to know from where she was coming. And what we got into, and again, I want your thoughts on this. We spent a lot of time, and I don't know this woman. I've never seen this woman before. I have no idea who she is. I just know that I enjoyed the conversation, and I told her that she needed to have her own YouTube channel because she was very, very opinionated about, well, for want of a better word, young people today. Now, let's be very honest. If you are a younger person, you have some very strong views about baby boomers. You might think, for example, baby boomers, you had it so easy. You didn't have to spend $350,000 for a starter house. You didn't have to go seventy dollars or $80,000 into debt for a bachelor's degree. You Baby boomers, you had it easy. And to make matters worse, because there are so many of you, and so many of you are either retired or are going to be retiring, what's going to happen is you're going to take money out of my paycheck as a young person, and 
It will simply be used to support your lifestyle of opulence that you don't deserve. You're robbing from us, says the younger person to those of us who are baby boomers. So it's like back in the 70s, there used to be an expression called the generation gap. In other words, young America and older America simply had different values, different mores, and different ways in which they viewed the world. All right? So um, topic number one, and I, you know what? I've done this before, and I've tried to do it before, and I, I really think that there's a lot here. And that is, do people... And we'll get into age, I guess, as you call in. Do people want to work anymore? Do people want to work anymore? Or is the American work ethic dead? And, of course, we have to talk in terms of generalities. Because anytime you group a bunch of people together and you start judging a book by its cover, um, you're always going to find people who don't fit into that paradigm, okay? Um, When I tell you some of what this woman was saying in line, you would think that I was talking to somebody who looked like Archie Bunker from All in the Family. I assure you. She did absolutely not resemble Archie Bunker in any way, shape, or form, okay? Again, you can never judge somebody how they think, how they feel, based on how they look. And something that uh, got me into some trouble on Facebook, the woman with whom I was speaking, uh, she said that I won't even talk to kids 25 years old and younger, or under 25. I won't even talk to kids under 25 years old. And that is where I kind of part company with this lady with whom I had this conversation. Um, I think you've got to give people slack. You've got to give younger people slack. Now, somebody took that the wrong way as if I was saying, you know, we need to coddle and we need to make sure that snowflakes don't melt. Um, That was not my intention. My intention by saying cut younger people some slack, cut them slack in the sense that you cannot say that every 22-year-old has the same values or every 24-year-old is lazy. So to that extent, I think you have to cut people some slack. Just like you as a baby boomer or maybe one of the generations that came after the baby boomers, you don't like to be generalized about, well, the younger people also don't like to be generalized about. And I think that, frankly, that is a, a very, very fair argument. Now, as we move along, the phone number is 803-0930. That's 803-0930. Star 930 is free on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN is, uh, is, is the uh, toll-free number. Not that any of us have ever paid for a long-distance call in the past 15 years. Do you remember, Josh, paying for a long-distance call? Yeah, it's, it's been ages for me. Used to be a big deal. You ever, when you were a kid and you maybe went to Florida for spring break or maybe you got a chance to go to Europe or something, remember when you called home? It was always, collect call, please. Collect call. And then sometimes you'd have it worked out where, <laughs> where if uh, uh, you just wanted to communicate, hey, I arrived safely, I'm in my hotel room, uh, you would have them refuse the collect call. That way the message that you'd safely arrived – 
and checked in, got to the person back in Buffalo, but it didn't cost you anything because it was a collect call that was refused. The message was transmitted without the specific message being transmitted. So uh, let's just start with uh, number one. And and this, this is something that, frankly, ladies and gentlemen, I have talked about before, and I, I personally find it disturbing, and I view it actually as a national security issue. Yes, I view it as a national security issue, and that is the labor shortage in America. And one of the reasons, I believe, why you see a line at your pharmacy where you might not have seen a line before Look at the staffing of the pharmacy. Do they have as many people there as they used to have? My guess is no, because in the old days, depending on the pharmacy that was your pharmacy, you would go into the pharmacy, right, and there would be two pharmacists working, and there'd be a whole bunch of people working to cash people out, to grab their scripts, bring them up, ring them up, and then some of them would actually use the drive-through window. They would staff that. So now, did a quick count of the people who were working the pharmacy today. There was, by my determination, one pharmacist and one dedicated cashier-outer and one person who just seemed to be helping out in the pharmacy. So you had, by my count, three people who were working in what is an extremely busy pharmacy. It is part of um, one of the national chains, uh, but you cannot possibly. And, and the phone, I should point this out, the phone is constantly ringing with people who want to know, is there is there prescription in? And one of the things that upset the lady with whom I was speaking in line at the drugstore before coming to work today was, the fact that this particular gro- uh, uh, drugstore, which will not be named, this particular drugstore, um, was sending out texts to her saying, your prescription is ready for pickup. And then she goes into the drugstore and the prescription was not ready for pickup. And look, you can understand, can you not, why somebody would be angry by that? You, you've made a trip. You, you've dropped what you were doing. You've made a trip to make sure that the person that you care about, maybe yourself, has the medicine they need. You have every reason to believe that the medicine is there and waiting for you because you just received a text. Well, you go and it actually isn't ready for you. But as far as the labor shortage, um, it is... Again, I I do think it's a national security issue. I'm not sure what the labor shortage situation is like in some of the um, defense contractors, um, some of the people who make sure that America's military has cutting-edge technology and cutting-edge hardware and software. I don't know if it has trickled into that particular line of endeavor in the United States, but it is— uh, pretty, it is a pretty spooky and, and pretty scary thing, is it not? Um, it's, I mean, if, if we could not defend ourselves as an economic power because we just don't have enough workers to make sure that that's possible, that has ramifications that are very, very deep and very, very serious. Now, 
every single business owner you know. Going to bet you that every last one, doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, doesn't matter if it's a gas station, doesn't matter if it's a grocery store, a food processor, it doesn't matter what line of work. Every single person you know who hires people, I'm going to bet you that they have the same thing to say every single day. We can't find anyone who wants to work. And one of the great mysteries that I have, and, and maybe maybe today somebody's going to be able to sort it out for me, is in order to get money, okay, in order to get legal tender, you have to work. You exchange your labor for legal tender that you can pay to buy beer. Legal tender you can use to buy clothing, either for yourself or your family. You are converting your labor, your sweat, into pieces of paper that allow you to walk out of a store with something that you need. Correct? Now, every, and I'm going to keep saying this, every single business person you know. Tell me, without naming the business uh, of which you are referring, tell me what the business owners are saying about the workforce they have right now. Because universally, universally, my experience is every single employer is trying desperately, desperately to find people to work. And they simply can't find the people to work. And those who are working, hey, you're a live body. You've shown your dedication to everything. So you find yourself maybe working more hours. Uh, Some police departments, for example, um, around the country, this is the case too. Um, They're given the officers mandatory overtime. So you've got police officers who are pulling 16-hour shifts. I mean, I, I thought only nurses did that, but police officers are doing it now too. But this American um, history is filled with the American work ethic. Oh, you work hard in the USA, you can make something of yourself. You can go from rags to riches. Is that not the case anymore? Is that not the perception anymore? And if you happen to have a business, tell me about your hiring situation and where you are. And again, forgive me, we brought this up before, and I brought it up in the conversation with the lady at the drugstore today. Um, People are scheduling job interviews, and they're not showing up for the job interview. I will bet you that when you were younger and you had uh, job interviews scheduled for uh, after school, 3.30, I'm going to bet that you were there at about 3.20. You were there early. So you did not keep the person who was going to either hire or not hire you waiting on you. Okay? That's bad form. It doesn't go over very well. Um, America, the American work ethic and the American labor shortage. I want your thoughts on what is going on. And this is all totally stolen from a conversation I had with a lady I don't know at a a, a drugstore I 
have to go to with some frequency until everything gets on the same cycle. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Tuesday. Josh Schmidt is at Master Control. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just typical BG's chords uh, there and some great lyrics uh, in this tune. Anyway, it is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. I want to talk about the great American labor shortage. And this conversation was spawned by a random conversation with a stranger. Um, she did not offer me candy or a free puppy, but it was a random conversation with a stranger at a local drugstore. And one of the areas that we talked about. Uh, was the labor shortage and wondering if it was the labor shortage and that is why the line at the pharmacy is longer than it ever used to be. Now, there's several ways we can uh, we can approach this situation. If if you are a younger person, and for my for my purposes, younger is 55 and and below. Uh, it, if if you're a younger person, let's say Let's say 35 and younger, all right? Let's say 35 and younger. Can you please let us all know? Because, frankly, I need data. I need information. Is the work ethic of yourself and your cohort, is it the same as you saw from your parents when you were growing up? Is the American work ethic? ethic dead or is it stronger than it's ever been or is it about the same because based on conversations I've had with workers with employers I've come to the conclusion that the work ethic now is not what it used to be and as I've said I don't understand where people are finding the money to buy the bills tickets uh, to get the tattoo, to buy the beer, to buy perfectly good mustard and squirt it all over somebody outside the stadium. I don't know where people are getting the money. I suspect that part of it might be, and hear me out on this, part of it might be that more younger people are staying at home with mom and dad than used to be the case. Now, look, I understand 
Because it happened to me that sometimes in life, things don't go the way you thought they were going to go, and you have to beat a retreat and end up back at your parents' house. It's very humiliating. It's very emasculating. But when married, moving back from St. Louis, my wife and my daughter at the time, we lived with my parents for a few months so we could save up money for a down payment on a house, which we were able to do. Um, So it was uh, obviously a very short-term thing. And then going through a divorce, Um, if you're going through a divorce, it's not unusual to shack up with your parents again while everything is in that state of limbo because some divorces are very easy and basically it's wham, bam, thank you, we're done, and other divorces take a longer period of time. So some of you uh, may, again, beat a retreat to your parents' house, and it makes things a little bit easier financially and and maybe psychologically, emotionally as well. Uh, I don't know how sensitive you happen to be. But, yeah, there are times when living back with your parents, I think, makes a lot of sense. But I will tell you that there was a time in America, and it wasn't all that long ago, where if you were a grown-up, if you were an adult, let's say 28 and older, it's, it's an arbitrary age, but I'll just throw it out there. If you were 28 and older and you lived with your mom and dad or one or the other, you were not exactly good dating material. Let's just put it that way for somebody of the opposite sex, or if you're gay, the same sex, I think we've established, I really don't care what you are. I I love you all regardless of your sexual orientation. It means absolutely nothing to me if you're bi, gay, straight, whatever. I mean, just be you, be happy, and just stick with consenting adults, and everything's cool. But um, there was a time when that would make you not an attractive person to be asked out, not an attractive person to ask somebody out. Uh, Hey, Julie, want to come with me and have dinner together and perhaps we'll spend an evening chatting? Well, where do you live? Well, I, uh, right now I'm living with my parents. There's a time when that was like a major ick factor. That's I-C-K, major ick factor. Uh, especially in a heterosexual relationship um, with with women. They did not want to be with a dude who couldn't support himself because if he can't support himself, looking down the road, is there any future in that particular relationship? So uh, the other thing, somebody actually brought this up on Facebook. I thought it was very interesting. As far as the labor shortage, here's a theory that was advanced on Facebook, and I and again, When I say cut slack to younger people, I'm not saying that we treat them like snowflakes. What I mean when I say cut slack is you don't judge every younger person the same. They're all individuals, all right? They're all individuals. So when I say cut slack, you got to know when somebody's making an honest effort and when somebody isn't. So, again, that, that's what I mean by that. I'm not, come on, how well do you know me? I'm not insinuating that we set up safe zones everywhere and uh, cut, uh, cut younger people's slack that way by basically denying them all of the ups and downs, the vicissitudes that this world has to offer. But 
Somebody suggested that one of the reasons we have a labor shortage in America and it takes you longer to get in and out of stores because they don't have anybody at the register. They don't have anybody at customer service. They don't have anybody who can show you where the 8-inch nails are as opposed to the 9-inch nails. We know where they are. But anyway, um, the idea that you can stay on your parents' health insurance until you are 26 years old suggested that that actually may be a contributing factor to the fact that people don't want to work, that somebody who's 21, 24, 26, that they don't need to get their own job, in particular a job with benefits, because their health care coverage is taken care of by mom and dad uh, because of the change to the system from several years ago. Well, you know, I've I've never maybe maybe you have I've never had a younger person say, you know, I'm not working because I'm on mom or dad's health plan. I've never I've never heard that, but I cannot discount that that is a possibility. Your experience in life, I'm going to guess, is a lot like mine. When you are in your 20s, you're not thinking about your health. You're not thinking about what if I get sick. Because you're in your 20s. You are in your prime. You are in the peak of youth. That's how, yeah, you, you don't exactly think about things like health care, hospitalization coverage. These things could never happen to me. And obviously sometimes they do. But is the fact that people can stay on their parents' health care plan longer contributing to the lack of a labor force? Those of you who do work for a living. Has your life been affected by the lack of co-workers? What I mean by that is because you are actually above ground, because you are responsible and available, do you find yourself working more hours that you didn't really want to work because nobody was around who could do it? And if you didn't stick around... Uh, the business might have to shut down for the night. So if you are an employer, there's another way to look at this. How, how many of you, how many of you believe that you are in legitimate danger of losing your business, not because you make a bad product, not because you don't have customers who are, you can't wait to get your product into their hands, but because you simply cannot find people to make whatever product it is that you happen to be selling. How, how many of you are in that position? I mean, this whole labor shortage thing, I think, can be approached from a whole bunch of, uh, of, of different angles. The phone number, and lines are open for you, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Those are the phone numbers. Is America's work ethic dead? Is it still alive? Is it stronger than ever? Uh, are younger people getting a bad rap for not wanting to work? Uh, and I want to tell you, uh, by the way, the phone number again, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. The uh, conversation at the drugstore today before work with the lady that I'd never seen before, 
Um, it, it got into other things as well. Um, started off with uh, her being upset that people don't want to work anymore because she is sick and tired of every time she goes to the pharmacy having to wait and wait and wait. And, and folks, it did not used to be like that, right? You were probably in the old days in and out of your pharmacy as fast as lightning. It doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, number two, the woman whose complaints I heard, the woman um, said that too many younger people have smart mouths and are lazy. So she was very big on the idea the younger people do not respect anybody and they're so used to being snarky and bitter and angry online that they simply don't, I guess we'll say don't play well with others, don't work well with others. This woman also said that government assistance is being abused. Why should somebody work if they've got better health care by not working and they're making more money and getting more benefits not working than they could given their skills if they actually had a job? And again, you might think that the person with whom I was speaking looked like Archie Bunker. This person was as far away from looking like Archie Bunker as you can possibly imagine, all right? She also said that she was very concerned by the idea that you have these 40-year-old great-grandmothers, that you have basically babies who are having babies, and they're not in a position to offer any kind of life guidance. They're not in position to offer any kind of discipline to the kid that, that sprouts from their loins eventually that there just isn't discipline because you're not going to have a teenage mom who is going to be in a position to properly discipline uh, a, a child. And as a result, they, they don't have order and they don't have structure in their lives. And if you think about it, part of order and structure and pattern is going to work and bringing home a check and developing something like a routine. Uh, this person from the drugstore also said, I mentioned this earlier, that uh, no, people do not show up to job interviews. And then if they actually do show up for the interview and they get hired, they'll show up for just one day and then they're going to be out the door after a one-day career. And she went, and, and this is where I think, I didn't say so at the time, and I probably should have, but... This is where I think uh, we, we need to cut younger people some, some slack and not group them all together as if they were one monolithic body. And, and that, is, um, um, that is, again, not judging a book by its cover. She will not talk to anybody under the age of 25. Under the age of 25, you don't get conversation from this woman. And I was trying to figure out if she actually meant that literally or, you know, with, without any exception or whether she was uh, uh, using hyperbole to make a point, right? Um, and, and speaking of conversations, this, this is something, and again, we're kind of having a, uh, 
uh, a brainstorming session. So there's going to be things that I might bring in uh, that seem a little bit different than what the primary um, topic happens to be. The, the I'm sorry, the phone number is 803-0930. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. The other thing is that younger people don't know how to verbally communicate. Maybe you've seen this with the young people in your life. Maybe the young people with whom you work. And by young, I'm saying 35 or uh, younger you have no idea how painful it is for me to draw that line in the sand and say, 35 and younger is young. Yeah, uh, it, it, it hurts. Because just yesterday, I was remember turning 30 years old. And I don't know where the years have gone, but they certainly have gone very, very quickly. But the younger people, they want to text, they want to email, but they don't like to have a telephone conversation. That's basically like something out of a, a different galaxy, a telephone conversation. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you believe that America has a labor shortage? Do you believe that we are in, in trouble economically and, and even in terms of national defense? Because people simply do not have the desire to work like they used to. Now, if you are 35 or older, (laughs) if you're 35 and older, I I would love to get your thoughts on everything that I have uh, brought up today. Everything from the uh, proceeds of the conversation that I enjoyed with this lady uh, and and tell us whether it is true or or whether it is uh, whether it is false. I mean, you might very well be uh, a younger person, and, and you might believe that you're getting a bum rap from somebody who is uh, is is older. Um, you might believe that you are the exception, or you might think that the older generation just has the younger generation totally miscalculated. Uh, from from the word go, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Do we have a labor shortage in America? Is there a labor shortage? Why is there a labor shortage? Is the American idea of a work ethic, is that dead as Dillinger. Is it dead as Dillinger? Yeah, that's a line from uh, Reservoir Dogs, which is on Netflix right now. Interestingly, spoken by actor Lawrence Tierney, who in his younger and more dashing days played John Dillinger in a movie of the same name. True story. Now, um, is, is a labor shortage something that you have had personal experiences with yourself as an employer, as somebody who's had to fill out the slack for somebody else. Like if you're doing fast food um, or or working in a restaurant in general, how many times are you scheduled uh, to come in and do a lunch shift and then go home because you're done for the day? Now you're being told, guess what? 
you're not only going to do a lunch shift, but you're going to do the dinner shift as well. You have to because we have no other options. That's got to be a nightmarish situation in which to find yourself. Oh, sure. Now, the end of the hour, when I got to take a break, now you guys call in. So um, you can you can call in uh, and stay on hold, or you can wait till about five minutes after three to minimize your time on hold. Uh, that's, that's one thing that I, I don't like is I'll, I'll, I'll set something up. I'll give people the opportunity to call, and then everybody calls in just as I have to go to a break. Um, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about this because I'm telling you, this lady uh, today at, at the drugstore, let me tell you, she was absolutely filled with opinions, and it was a very fascinating conversation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.